Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Luke 21, 34-36, we're going to be looking at preparation for Jesus' return. So today's readings are coming from the English Standard Version, and I encourage you to open your Bible as we study. The passage reads, But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. So as I was preparing for this episode, you know, I got my three points that I want to talk about. And then, you know, recently, I think I've talked about my experiments with ChatGPT, like the new fancy AI. And I was like, I wonder, you know, what chat G- if ChatGPT will give me three points for this passage. So I just I want to clarify. I came up with my three points first. I'm not using I'm not using hers. Okay. This was Daniel's Daniel came first. So I'll read you my three points right now. What I had the first point was what not to do. The second point was what to do. And then third was remember the gospel. Those were my three points. Okay. Now here's what ChatGPT said. The, her first point is beyond guard against distraction and excess, which, you know, that's that was the heart behind mine, what not to do. Stay watchful and pray, the heart behind my second one, what to do. And then this third one, this was what got me. Because I said, remember the gospel. Hers is salvation and redemption. I was like, are you kidding me? She literally got the same three points that I got. I was like, this is crazy. So I think that means that I'm doing a good job because I'm taking the obvious meaning from the text, okay? <laughs> like, if I had... I th- When you're doing biblical exposition, you don't want to get too creative, okay? Like, you should not be coming up with a point that's never been made before because the text can only mean what it meant when Jesus said it, okay? So... I feel like I'm doing something good there, but it's also like, dang, I mean, you know, this is just, if you thought pastors were like, like now most pastors, to my knowledge, do not plagiarize, but some do. And if they knew what they could do with ChatGPT, I mean, this thing will literally just pump out your sermons. You don't even have to, like, plagiarize from, like, Spurgeon or, you know, John Piper or whatever. This thing will literally just pump out sermon outlines. I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is, this is crazy. But I, yes, so this, I'm not sure if it's a good thing, but this, today's episode is... It's approved by ChatGPT, you know, for better or for worse. I don't know. That's probably not good. I'm probably hurting my credibility there, but I mean, I think that's the obvious meaning of the text. So we're going to dive in. First, what not to do. And the fir- and what we are not to do, all right, this is Luke, J- Jesus. I said Luke, then I said John, and I said Jesus. Uh, you know, give me three tries. Jesus He tells us to watch ourselves, lest our hearts be weighed 
down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. You know, I was really interested in this passage because there's been so much, you know, error surrounding this. There's been a lot of, you know, crazy guesses at the exact day that Jesus is going to return, you know, and there's, you know, panic and all this, you know, anxiety around the return of Jesus when there doesn't need to be. What we need to do is what Jesus says here. And we need to make sure first that we are keeping an eternity focus and we're not getting caught up with this life. This life is really important and what we do matters, but that's because of eternity. And it's really easy to get, you know, caught up in the present and caught up in right now what's in front of us and totally forget about the future totally forget about eternity. And when we do that, we can slowly, it's very slow, but we can slowly lose our meaning. We can slowly lose our purpose and our drive because we don't have the eternity, the gospel fueling what we do. We just have, you know, that next promotion or that next, you know, girlfriend or whatever it is. We have those the cares of this life as our only drive. And we can't be weighed down by those things. The things of this world are expressly made to point us to God. And if we are getting so caught up in these things, then we're going to miss out on our eternal purpose. We can't store up treasures in heaven if we're never thinking about that. We cannot be caught up in dissipation, drunkenness, you know, God is not against, you know, drunkenness because it's, you know, because he loves keeping rules. He's against drunkenness because he does not want us forgetting things all the time. Like, he does not want us waiting for Saturday, Friday nights. He wants us waiting for his return. That is the goal of the gospel. If we are, you know, just, and it doesn't have to be alcohol. It can be you know, any kind of food. It can be your phone. It can be social media. It can be whatever it is that is just consuming us. It can be a video game. The cares of this life. We must always be ready. And our second point today is what to do. All right, we know now that we cannot be consumed by this world. We know that we can't be consumed by the cares of this life or else that day will come suddenly upon us like a trap. But what should we do? Well, we need to stay awake at all times. Stay awake at all times. This means that we are to be on guard. We are to be doing what Jesus said. We are to be living in God's word. We are to be learning about who God is so that we can obey him rightly. We need to know what he wants. We need to be constantly growing, constantly improving. There is a paradox in scripture of both resting in Christ and resting in the finished work of the cross and constantly being awake and constantly growing, constantly seeking after Christ. We are to be growing in godliness. We are to be running to make our election sure. You know, this is not a 
you're earning your salvation. This is, we've been saved, so stay awake. You're chosen, so live like that. And finally, we're also to, well, this is not my third point, but of what we're to do, we need to pray. We need to pray because we cannot on our own be saved. We cannot on our own bring ourselves to the end. I love John MacArthur's words. If you could lose your salvation, you would. So we pray because the Holy Spirit carries us, because the Holy Spirit finishes the work that he started. Because we are carried to salvation, we need to pray that we may have the strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and stand before the Son of Man. And finally, we must remember the gospel. We need to remember the gospel story. All this holiness is useless if Jesus did not buy us back and if there is not going to be a judgment day. All these good works are useless if we do not have a personal relationship with Jesus. If when we stand before the Son of Man, we cannot say, I'm God's Son, we ought to be terrified. We ought to be shaking in our boots. Jonathan Edwards put it like we are dangling over hellfire by a tiny string. That's all that's saving us. But we are held by Christ when we believe in Jesus to forgive us our sins, when we accept his free offer of salvation and give our lives to him and live for him, not because we have to, not because living for Christ saves us, but because we believe in him, then we can have assurance. Then we can watch ourselves and not have our hearts weighed down. Then that day will not come upon us suddenly, but will come upon us like a surprise birthday party where we say, Hallelujah, our salvation is here. Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. We can expect that day. We can be glad when that day comes. We can pray that we may have strength and receive that strength to escape all these things that are going to take place. We can have hope. We do not have to fear the end of time because the end of time means meeting our Savior. But this is only possible if we have a relationship with Jesus. And I say this to you because, you know, a lot of you who are listening have already tasted that. You already believed in Jesus, but you can't stop preaching the gospel to yourself. Jesus never stopped preaching the gospel even to his disciples. Now, he didn't lead them in, you know, the sinner's prayer every time, but what he did was he reminded them that they have been bought back. And you see in the epistles that Paul preached, he would beat this passage down that they have been bought with a price, that they are God's people. Romans 8, one of the best passages in the Bible, it talks so much that we are God's people because of Jesus. We are new. We need to be a people who every day think about the gospel, love the gospel, because that is what saves us. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. If you haven't already, I encourage you to go to your 
our website, AdoptedBelievers.com, where you can find podcasts, articles, and all sorts of cool resources. If you've got any questions, send them to me at Daniel at AdoptedBelievers.com. But without further ado, I'm going to see you all next time.